Sound Awake with Kanye Makubane, 3 to 5 a.m. Sound Awake with Kanye Makubane. 18 minutes after 4 o'clock. A very good morning and welcome to the second hour of the show. It's time for us to get into money matters and this morning we are talking about the impact of financial infidelity on relationships. Joining us on the line this morning is Busisele Show. She's an internationally accredited money coach, money consciousness teacher and author. A very good morning to you, Sis Busi. Morning, morning. And I uh, hope your listeners are having a great morning. Thank you. My sister, you're sounding a little bit muffled this morning. I'm not hearing you clearly. I'm not sure if maybe you want to uh, move okay. around. Uh, you're sounding a little bit muffled. And uh, Say that again. Is it better now? Yes, that's much, much better. Thank you so okay. much for being with us. We're talking about the impact of financial infidelity on relationships. Let's just start by defining uh, financial infidelity. So... Uh, this is a very, very serious topic. And um, so financial infidelity means that you're in a relationship with somebody who is lying about money, who is lying about debt, who is lying about uh, how they're using money, who is lying and manipulating the other partner financially. And so it's just that you have a secret bank account, you um doing um you you you're doing things that you're not talking about so maybe you are gambling somewhere all your money you are creating debts but the worst is when somebody steals the identity of their partner and go and create debts on that wow so in other words i take your id and i go and I open up accounts or i buy a car and you are none the wiser yes and you have no clue that's what's happening do people do that? Yeah, who do that? <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it, 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 90% of marriages um, uh, and divorces uh, break because of money, finances. Mm. It, 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 it's either in a good way or in a bad way, but um, finances are the biggest part of any marriage going wrong. And it has nothing to do with love. Now, so that's how big it is. Now, let's start by just unpacking it. You say, number one, some people keep financial secrets from their spouses. And this can be, um, as you've mentioned uh, right now, the things that they lie about. Let's start uh, with uh, the reasons. For instance, if a person is going to hide a secret bank account that has money in it, um, could it be because they want to have a safety net or they're saving for a rainy day? So... And and, and and this is, this has different uh, reasons to it, but the main reason that I've seen when I coach people is that most of the time it's because this part, these two people in this relationship don't understand each other's money story. So what is a money story? A money story is that one person is a, is is all about oh um, I need to save as everything I have because. My biggest fear in life is to be broke. Mm. I have seen uh, my parents when I was five uh, going broke. I've seen, seen them at, at 18 going broke. I know that pain and I promise myself it will never happen to me. 
But then the other partner is like, oh, no, money is not an issue. You can just, you know, do whatever with it. You will gain uh, more money. You will be able to make more money. Mm. So um, you find that the other one then will then have this account to just feel, you know, safe because their money story is, is ask them for that. And another one will want to go and splash all the money because their money story asks for that. So, and the other person does not understand at all what you mean when you say, I'm, I, 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 I can't spend money. And the other person does not understand when you say, I need to spend money because I work so hard for it. And when I was five, my parents never spent the money and they died and, you know, they left all the money, you know. <laughs> so, if we don't understand each other's money story, which is the most important thing that we should be doing in relationships, then these things happen because we both just trying to survive. And you know, that's one thing that is so important, which we overlook uh, when we are right in the throes of emotions and being in love, that we come from different backgrounds and we have different manuscripts, you know, those money stories that you talk about. And this is an area of compatibility. And do you think that it could be a deal breaker or is it something that two people can work on to say, okay, that's your money story. This is my money story. And at the root of yours, you know, is a fear of uh, being broke because of your experience at the root of mine, you know, is a fear of uh, depriving myself because I've been deprived for so long and now I want to have. Can two people who are on such opposite sides find a middle ground? So, like I said, money currently in relationship is a deal breaker, but it should not be. And there's so many ways to make sure that money is not a deal breaker. So just a simple example, and and and, and we've seen the same way that once uh, maybe let's say a woman is maybe a CEO level and she has so much money, she probably will not be able to now find herself a partner because she looks at every other man who's 45 and does not have money and thinks, where were you all this time? What yeah. is wrong with you? Yeah. Why, are you? why are you broke? Where were you when I was making my money, when I was getting my mistakes, when I was doing this? So because of that, then she, she just is the person to, uh, on money, on mm. that. Mm. But then money should not be a deal breaker because the thing is that if you, for instance, now uh, a lot of millennials are the ones who are suffering from this, but let's just say we 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 do uh, get married on uh, on a contract that says yours is yours, mine is mine, which is out of community property, and with all those um, extra uh, uh, means to make sure that we do not miss our finances. Then we could be able to love each other and have a good, healthy relationship without getting to each other's finances. Or mm. be in a relationship where we don't have to uh, take care of each other financially, where we don't have to worry about how much you have, how much I don't have. So we look, we focus on the thing that we actually be supposed to be focusing, focusing on, which is money. So we could uh, make money to not be a deal breaker, but the unfortunate uh, thing is that, I mean, we are told that men are supposed to be provided women are supposed to be the ones who listen to what the men say. So 
the, and that is controlled around money. You, what are you supposed to be providing money? And once you are providing money, then you're supposed to be calling the shots. And that's why we see women are abused. We see um, all sorts of things that are going wrong in our society. I mean, people are in jail because of that. So we should not let money lead in the relationship. We should try by all means to take money out of the relationship. You know, it's easier said than done, like you've just said, uh, Sis Busi, because the power dynamics and the gender roles are something that's entrenched in us. You know, as a society, it's how we're socialized to believe that men are providers. But now let's talk about um, those who are financially cheating on their partners because they've not declared their debts that, you know, they've incurred before they met the partner and they're still working through them. And perhaps they are scared that if their partner realizes how much they are in debt, they'll leave. Yes. So, and that is the main uh, problem. When, when the other person finds out that, oh my goodness, I thought you loved me and now I found all of this. So, the first thing, definitely, if, you, if you're listening right now and you are that person who is not being truthful, the best thing is to come clean because if you come clean um, by yourself, at, you know, at, without any trauma, the other person is more likely, that is shown that more, the other person is more likely to understand your story and to understand maybe why you started, you're doing this. So coming clean is mostly important, but then the other person needs to then understand why you even are behaving like this, because there is a bigger uh, reason to all this behavior. So find, go find yourself. Why are you behaving like this? Why are you maybe trying to save or maybe trying to overspend mm. and then fix you? And while you come in clean, then because when you come in, if you come in clean without the drama, there are, the chances is that we'll be able to sit down and fix this. So you say that you know what I like because I thought maybe if I tell you about all these mistakes, mm. I'm you will not love me. Obviously, that's what you thought. I mean, why, 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 why not? Why would not tell them of such information? Let them know that. So you, I thought you would judge me. I thought you would not. Um, be with me, so here it is. And the chances of the other person understanding are very high. Other than them finding out that we are broke and you've been, you've, you've never thought to mention this. Sis Busi, when is the right time to mention uh, your finances and to actually declare, you know, your financial state of being in a relationship? Because some people say, I don't have to declare to a girlfriend or a boyfriend, maybe a wife and a husband. uh, But if we are not yet married, uh, why should I declare my finances? Yeah, exactly. And it's true that you don't have to declare your finances because that's the thing. If we are interested for love, we don't have to share that. I mean, no one owes anyone that. But when we go into a contract, a legal contract like marriage, because marriage is definitely a legal contract, and especially a contract that says uh, yours is mine, mine is yours, then you now are obliged, almost obliged to then disclose all this information. 
So when you are in a relationship of a girlfriend, boyfriend, there's no need to disclose this. But then, if you are also in a relationship and you feel like you know, say you you can you can do an investigation on the partner. I mean, like really, there's Google. You could just Google the person if you're not sure <laughs> and make that. If that is an issue to you, if you you want to share your money with them, if you you know, because the thing is, in a relationship, no one forces the other to share their money with them. So if I'm just here to say, okay, fine, what I need from a relationship is to go out, have fun, support each other, you know, do mm. all the things that our lovers do without the money part, then it's fine. But then if you want to share your money with them, then you could Google them. So, so don't say they never told me. What I'm saying is that you have the responsibility of finding out. And then... In terms of accessing a person's credit score, I mean, what does the law say? So if I'm in a relationship with somebody and I'm doing my due diligence and I want to find out what their financial health is, do I have the right to put in an inquiry on their credit score? So you must get their, their consent. You, you, you need to get a consent. Even uh, companies that need to, maybe they want to hire you, maybe they want to give you credit, maybe they have to ask for your consent. So um, if, if you really need a, a, a in-depth history, you must ask for their consent and you must let them know why you want this, which is a good place because that means it can, you, can, you can start the conversation of what do you think of money? How are you using your money? Let me see how far, how this, issue of you and money is affecting you and this is how i am with money this is my relationship with it this is how far i am in things so that could be a very good point of starting the conversation to say hey let's go get out our credit scores and put them on the table because if you want to know about the other person's finances you better be showing yours and if they are reluctant if they are reluctant, should that raise, um, you know, some red flags? Well, that's the thing. What are you looking for in the relationship? So if it, your money is that a deal breaker for you, then maybe this is a, a red flag. But if you really don't, um, you are not there for money, then you will know that if I want to give this person money, I will give them. But other than that, I am not um, in this uh, to share any money and you can also let the other person sort of understand that well I know society says uh, things are supposed to look like this which is where a guy uh, is the one who provides but guys at this moment need to also take care of themselves by knowing that they don't have to be taking care of people Everybody needs to take care of themselves. That is how the universe created us, to take care of ourselves by using our own skills and talents. There is nobody who is supposed to be taking care of another person. Mm, that's a very controversial one there, Sis Busi. Don't yeah. let the ladies hear that one. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Don't let us. <laughs> you know, we don't want to hear that our men are not supposed to take care of us. No, that's not what we want to hear. Mm. We want to hear, Hori Darling, at the end of each month, I'm going to get an oh. allowance. <laughs> and that's it. Just think a if it girlfriend was allowance. Around, how would that feel like? I mean, there is women who do that. And, and they. We know they might be doing it because of love and that, but at 
I mean, there's women who come to me and say, Busi, I went and I took a 100K loan for him to go and start a business, and now we've broken up and I have to pay this loan. Mm. And I did it because I thought I was building our family. No, girl, you didn't do it because you think you're building. You were doing it because you wanted love. You were buying love from him. Mm. So just, just be truthful about that. You know, I'm a guy, I'm doing this to buy love from this guy. Don't be like, oh, yeah, I was just doing what, you know, it's not true. Don't buy love. If you, well, love yourself enough, you would not need to buy love from other people and people can be able to love you for who you are. You know, money is very interconnected with other parts of our lives. You know, like you say, buying love, there's an emotional attachment to it that maybe if I do A, B, C, D, E, this person is going to love me. This person is going to value me. And what often happens is that they take what you're giving and they enjoy the benefit and they still leave you. Yeah, and that is the biggest thing that the money is not going to keep them. So... It, it it feels like, oh, wow, the more I give the money, the more they will stay. Or they they look like they're staying because they're staying because of your money. So, I mean, one of the things that I write about in my book is the fact that um, guys, I mean, in, in my book, I've got two chapters. One chapter is money and men. Another chapter is money and women. And another chapter is money and marriage. Mm. So normally guys will go out of their way to self-sabotage and subconsciously they are successes because they have been taught that women will love you for money. So the guy that has um, a, a, a vrta will get the most ladies and the one without will just, you know, have to deal with whatever that is willing to go for. But then the thing is, this, a lady that comes and loves you truthfully without you having money, then you know for sure this person loves me because why are they here? So if you have money, you feel like, oh my goodness, I don't know if they are here because of my money or, you know, they are actually loving me. So you find guys self-sabotaging their success, working so hard, doing so much to try to succeed, but because deep down in their subconscious mind, they've got the belief that they will love me for my money. So they make sure that they don't have money so that they have people that really, really love them. But also ladies do the same thing they try to do well in in their careers or well in business, but nothing seems to go right. Because deep down in their subconscious mind, they've got this belief that I need a man to take care of me. So if then I, I get this business running and doing amazing things, then I will be taking care of myself. Then I will not need a man. So then that is a big problem for me. So we what we have been taught... And what is in our subconscious mind affects us so much that mm. when you get into a relationship, the first thing we look for is this money. And if it's not there, we then start to maybe get, um, you know, uninterested in this relationship. Or if it's there, we hold on for dear life just for it. And then we start to maybe manipulate them, the other person and we do all these funny things that people do. Mm, very important points you're raising there. Thank you so much, uh, Sis Busi. Please do share with us your social media handles so that you know our listeners can uh, come and get uh, you know some of your services one on one personally. You know she is available to 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 you, and of course you do money coaching. Do you do one on one coaching, Sis Busi? Yes, I do one on one coaching on on um, 
be on the phone or in, in person now and on Skype and all of that if you are not around Hulking. So my social media is Busselesho on all the platforms, Twitter, uh, Facebook, and, 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 and Instagram. And I've got uh, free courses that can help you to build your relationship with money that are available on Facebook. It's a group called How to Manifest 100K. Check that out because you really need to be financially stable yourself to be in a relationship that is financially stable, but also you need to take responsibility of yourself as much as you want to take responsibility of knowing who you are in a relationship with. And if you are financially responsible for yourself, you will not then find yourself in relationships that are financially abusing. Thank you so much there for those words of wisdom. Busi Selesha there, our financial guru there, talking about financial infidelity and really making a very important point to say you need to be financially healthy first before you expect somebody else to come and take care of you. And if you are in a relationship because of financial uh, benefits, you may find yourself open to different um, types of abuse because of the type of power you're giving over another person over you because money is power. You know, when you they say those who hold finances are the ones that hold the power and you don't want uh, somebody else to hold that and wielding uh, power over you to be able to abuse if, if they want. And you never know what power does to people. So very important points. They've been raised by Osis Bushi. Bushi is 21 minutes before five o'clock.